Hello and welcome to Faking Lit, a book club podcast in which I sit down with some very good friends and we talk about a book that we have read. My name is Shin C and That's a short one. <laughs> yeah. Merciful. Yeah. Hi, my name is Josh Bellman. My favourite TV show is Books, um, which is about a team of uh, agents in the British Secret Intelligence Service that work to protect the UK from terrorists and other threats to national security. A repackaged version of the BBC series Books, uh, in which MI5, blah, 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 it's something got books in it. Give up. <laughs> okay. Hi, my name's Dan Offen, uh, and my favourite 90s band is the Book Radleys. Oh, nice. Hi, I'm Cookie Kavanaugh, and I'm from Boulder in America, and I'm here to brighten up your day. Oh, my day's brighter already, that's lovely. That's great. I don't like you. <laughs> I'm loving the energy in the room already. Uh... Guys, thank you very much, and girl, thank you very much for coming down today. Uh, we're, why are we here today? Why are we here today? Don't I'll tell you why we're here today. <laughs> yeah? Good thing you didn't answer. I'll tell you why we're here today. We're here to discuss a book. Uh, in fact, we're here to discuss the second book in the series of the Hunger Games trilogy, which we started last week. Uh, we started with the Hunger Games, and we'll be doing book two today, which is... Catching, Catching fire! fire. Ah, I like this guy. We're Love all Catching in sync. Fire. Oh dear. <laughs> We're in sync. We're in sync already. We huh? are. <laughs> in sync. Okay. She's so kooky. What a kooky woman. Yeah, it's uh, kook I'm levels. I'm just kooky. I can't help it. Kook levels are through the roof right now. Oh, she's so kooky. She's pouring water in her coffee. Like some madman. Oh. Sometimes I put ice cubes in my coffee. Yes, that's called an ice coffee. <laughs> no, I put ice cubes in my hot coffee. Still technically speaking, an ice coffee. You're wrong. <laughs> <laughs> right, Suzanne Collins's Catching Fire. Let's have a previously on the Hunger Games. When we last left, uh, previously on. No, it's not something. Previously on. <laughs> It has to be the gravelly voice of previously on The Hunger Games. Something like that. That's good. That's all right. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. What happened? When we left our Captain Sam everything, she'd won The Hunger Games. Woo! Yeah! Yeah, that's right. She'd won The Hunger Games, um, despite all odds. Uh, and then uh, because of a ingenious play where she threatened to eat poison berries with a pizza. Uh, and in all, because they become so popular as a sort of like uh, lovely couple... Um, they were granted clemency. President Snow wasn't happy about this. He said, oh, I've got to let you live, but ugh, I'll get you next time, Katniss. And he killed the uh, guy who ran the Hunger Games before by giving him poison berries. Uh, Katniss and Peter went back to District 13 and um, they lived happily ever after. Oh, but they didn't, did they? They didn't. No. no, what happened? What happened? They, 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 got, they had to get, carry on their lives. Uh, after having won the Hunger Games, and this is Difficult. what Catching Fire is about. Yeah, it's about it's a it's a sequel, um, which deals with repercussions of everything that happened in the original. It's more of a kitchen sink drama. Kind of it's about in the places. difficulties of fame. I mean, technically, they do actually have to go to the Hunger Games again. Yeah, she really run out of ideas. Yes, yeah. She's gone. Oh, actually, oh, I've got one hook. I yeah. just use that. I mean, she's like uh, the band ACDC. Yeah, or the um, the f the program Prison Break, where they broke out of a prison and then they had to break into prison the next season. Yeah, and then they had to break out of the prison again. No, but then don't you remember the one where they actually broke apart a prison, and then where, the other one where they made a prison go broke, and then there was also that other one where they had uh, they took a break at a prison, so they had a Kit Kat in the prison. I mean, there was a lot of like ideas sort of layered on top of each mm -hmm. other. There. You could prison tell. Break you could really tell they were running out of ideas by season eight when they actually just introduced a character called Prison Break, <laughs> and it became they retooled it as a as a sitcom about Mr. Prison Break and his family. Yeah, that was an interesting choice of really name. Was. Uh, yeah, again, I didn't I, see it coming though. They never failed to disappoint. They just had to re. They had lot, to retool. There's a lot of things like that, like The Wire, for example. Their gimmick was being very nuanced, yes, and, uh, very clever, very interesting exploration of character, oh. and they never managed to get away from that gimmick. Uh, like the second series, I'll get a new gimmick, The Wire, but still nuance. 
It's like that, that was that, their gimmick was being a really good show, and it's they stuck it out. They it stuck it out. It's, t- it's lazy. Yes, absolutely. Um, I don't own a TV. What? That's just you don't mad. own a TV. What do you own? Books and my ukulele. Are you gonna keep playing your ukulele throughout the, the show? I haven't decided yet. <laughs> Just go where your feelings take you, uh, Cookie. Um, I always do. Of course, of course. I <laughs> oh, appreciate that. singing for a bit then. <laughs> but she was still playing the ukulele, so it was more of a spoken word song there. Um, look, Catching Fire. I know that the the rule is for sequels is that like whenever you have to do a sequel of a thing, it has to be exactly the same story, but only more so. Mm. you got to have more of everything. Does you Do you think that the, uh, the Catching Fire fits that criteria? Well, there's certainly more things in it. Yes. There's, I mean, there's more of her moping, a lot more moping. Mm. The Hunger Games is more so. She, well, she's just getting over a bout of PTSD from her experience. Yeah, she is. She's got some putzed, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. as I like to call it. Doesn't seem so horrible when you say Not that. Not something no. to really laugh about. <laughs> or possibly true. sing about, either. <laughs> like, uh, uh, I guess so. Yeah, no, okay. But it's, it's, it's well, it's, it's a, I, I just think, I suppose... She's dealing with the fallout of the initial book still, so it's not like a sequel. They've just done the same thing again, but they kind of Mm-mm-mm. have a little bit. I, well, it's it's interesting that like, you say that because it's the way that they have to organically manufacture a reason for there to be Hunger Games again, which will affect mm. Katniss Everdeen directly. Because the rules used to be that like once you've done the Hunger Games, that's it. Yeah, you've yeah, served yeah. your time and you live out the rest of your life. But because she's become the figurehead of this sort of revolution... Um, President Snow uh, decides, oh, we're going to have a Hunger Games extravaganza where we bring back everybody, all the past champions, and make them fight each other. It's interesting just her becoming the figurehead of the revolution. It's quite interesting. Mm. That I think it's... it's. I've got a little excerpt I'd like to read that from the book, which okay. I think really shows how nuanced and politically clever that showing is. is uh, I think. It, this is just from... She's, remember when she's doing the tour of all the yes. regions? She's having oh, yes. to talk to yes. the people. Yes. Uh, she's having to show them kind of... Because the idea of that games, of course, is, is it brings hope to people. So she's also, having to bring hope. And also when they get hungry. They get they hungry. Eat. And they buy more... Sponsored by Greg's. Um, so th- this is the excerpt it goes like this it starts with Katniss walks out onto the balcony her adoring fans who have dressed entirely in rags and caked in mud shit and cheap makeup looked at her with faces full of hope that seemed to say tell us exactly what to do <laughs> while she was wearing expensive makeup and only minimally caked in mud and shit she couldn't help but feel connected to them she wanted to say what they were all thinking oh the government is awfully bad isn't it but couldn't because the government really was awfully bad and they would kill anyone who even grumbled a little bit like they had Ian Hislop <laughs> who had simply said uh, the government has been exporting giant piles of shit giant piles of shit in the government one is a giant pile of shit and the other he had been able to get to the end of the joke before he was shot <laughs> so they would never know how he would have described the government wittily hopefully <laughs> now with Ian Hislop gone responsibility lay with Katniss because the people were incapable of their own agency the government is wicked good, she said as tears streamed down her face. I've been cutting onions backstage, she said to fool, to fool the government. <laughs> but the people would know the secret message behind their tears, that the government was bad. Wow, I, I guess I never realised how um, sarcastic the book was. Uh, <laughs> um, Suzanne Collins writes a very sarcastic uh, Voice, I guess. Yeah, she's very straight up. Yeah, yeah, really. Uh, um, I, I think like a lot of the points uh, made in that little section um, strike home for this. Uh, the rev- this is a book like the name Catching Fire is a reference to the fact that uh, uh, Katniss was the girl on fire because of the dress that her stylist yes, Sinner. Yes, absolutely. Uh, and she she had a dress that looked like she was on fire, which um, made her even sexier. Her stylist Paul Sinner. Oh yeah, from the chase. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he was he, again. Like he, he, he would. He, she came in there, and he was sitting at the top of this sort of big board. And say, like, yes, I can see. I, I want to set you on fire, uh, metaphorically. Only if you confess me at a series of five questions, though. Um, but yes, no. Now, now she's um. She was known as the girl who was on fire, and catching fires. Reference to the idea of her basically. Uh, of the revolution, the spark of revolution catching fire and uh, spreading throughout Parnham and sh- her being the figurehead. So this is a much more... Suddenly the um, the, uh, 
the aspects of the previous book, which was already quite a, 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 a satirical and politically cogent uh, attack on uh, a lot of authoritarian governments and possibly even aspects of, uh, well, the Bush administration, I guess, uh, mm. which was when it was like kind of being written the fallout of, uh, are all brought to the fore in the second book, where suddenly um, the first book could have been taken as a standalone, but the second book suddenly... We're in the actual revolution now. We're, there's a long game, and that game is to... It's not really the Hunger Games anymore. It's the toppling the regime game. Yes. Um, and um, who's better at doing that than... Jeremy Corbyn. Well, I was going to say a bunch of kids, but um, same thing, really. Isn't it? Uh, <laughs> what is Jeremy Corbyn if not just a conglomerate of kids? He's just Yeah, he's literally three kids standing on each other's shoulders. <laughs> not that One of them wearing a too. beard and a big coat. Yeah. That's yeah. some very old-looking kids. <laughs> yes, it's a very old joke as they well. They smoke, they smoke. They <laughs> <laughs> must smoke a lot. So much, they prematurely aged themselves for <laughs> smoking. Um like the kids in Akira or something. The annoying thing about that as well, like as a kid, when you're trying to prematurely age yourself, is that you need to look old to be ordered in order to buy this, be able to buy the cigarettes. To catch twenty two. To make yourself look older, so it's it's really difficult, you know. So you've got to feel for these kids out there that are trying to get, look, get themselves to look older so they can buy cigarettes so that they can. It's weird that the the, the kids' magazines like the Beano and the Dandy, yeah. they're putting these unrealistic expectations on children to, to look, look so old. to look sixty. It's really, and it's not because children uh, should be allowed to look young. I, I think um, they're as as worthy institutions as the Beano and Dandy are. They're kind of out of touch. They don't really have anything to say about uh, today's society. Really, unlike uh, I don't know. I think you've got to look deep enough. Not everything, chin, really, really? chin. Not everything has to be so on the nose as the Hunger Games. Yeah, some things yeah. can have a little bit of subtlety to them. A little bit, <laughs> a little bit of subtlety. Yeah. So you felt like that this book is too on the nose in the way that very it's on the nose. There's no room for subtlety at all. You think there's that... no uh, deep lying satire. There's no. Um, it's it's kind of everything. It's the government's bad, and we know they're bad, and it's and it's just kind of like straight up. You can't. You couldn't... I don't think you could massively interpret this book. Well, considering it's a government that believes that the society has to be founded on kids murdering each other, I mean, it's pretty unequivocal, isn't it? Like, yeah. if you've set up that world, then obviously the government's going to be bad no matter what, isn't it? Well, the government's going to be very bad. Yes, exactly, exactly. But they're so obviously bad. But, like, 1984, the government was pretty bad as well. They were pretty bad. Pretty bad. Exactly. But the government in 1984, I think it's more... It's easier to draw lines between the government of governments of the future and it's more of a warning okay, whereas okay. the problem with the satire in the hunger games is it's very unrealistic okay because it doesn't feel like it could have ever happened hmm. because it hasn't happened yet you don't live in america you don't understand maybe that's the distancing effect maybe as an american you speak you could tell us why that this satire is much donald more trump oh yeah. How that's right just that guy that's all I'm saying that was a good satire I like that one <laughs> what the, the Donald Trump satire it was yeah it was to the point nuclear it was so... war and coal mining and burning of fossil fuels just like and rich people getting richer and the poor people getting poorer yes. and not letting women have abortions. Do they not let women have abortions? They're gonna try and stop it. No, in They're in not the letting shut up. They're <laughs> not letting any people who aren't white into the country. Yeah. A lot of this doesn't seem to be in the Hunger Games though. And uh, also, they're racially yeah. segregated in the Hunger Games. Yeah, they are, yeah, that's they true. Are, they are. But also, it has to be pointed out that Hunger Games was written years before Trump came, the Trump administration. She's a psychic. Oh, that's not how it works. The hand... Whose mind did she Shut read? up! <laughs> the Handmaid's Tale was written in the fucking 1980s. <laughs> and that is so poignant to this day. <laughs> it's true. You're oh. a fucking idiot. Okay, alright. Sorry, sorry, sorry. Yeah, what yeah. You're taking a turn. What are you going to bring? Sunshine and butterflies? Well, I would if you'd fucking listen. <laughs> I'm sorry, I'm sorry. No, we, we're, we're, we're all guilty of this. Chin, I've got an idea. What's that? Can you teach Cookie a different course? <laughs> I was trying to uh, a bit before, but um, she refused to take me my... She interpreted it as like just being me, like just harshing her buzz, basically. <laughs> 
She's jamming out. She's got a new one now. <laughs> okay, she's going off on her own podcast. No, 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 that's fine. I think, I think, I think, I, I'm getting in on this actually. I'm getting in on this action. I'm, I'm gonna, I'm gonna jam it out. Oh, hold on a second, hold on a second. All right, let me give you a beat, yeah. She's like the Alice Coltrane of the ukulele. <laughs> This is a. Uh, well, Dan, I thought the book was really simple as well. I thought it was. This is becoming increasingly difficult to have a conversation about the book. We're definitely gonna have to cut this out. This is borderline unlistenable. No, I think that's like, that's important. That's important. Here. Oh, yeah, I, I didn't say Alice, that, that, I didn't bring up Alice. No, but I'm bringing up Alice, I think that's oh, yeah. the weak link, that's sort of why it's all descended into <laughs> random ukulele strumming and... and like, sometimes and, we've got to jam it out, sometimes you've got to jam it out. I'm going to take the Luke ukulele away from Cookie now. <laughs> wait, wait, that's not fair. Oh my god. That's harsh. Oh my, I need to see it! I need to see it! Whoa, 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 whoa. Does anyone have like an object we can uh, replace the ukulele with? Um, here's the how bottle. About, how about this drum set here? Yeah, you can blow the top of the bottle. Oh no. <laughs> oh no, it's worse. Cookie, how old are you? Go. How old are you, Cookie? 33. Alright, oh, oh Jesus Christ, you need to grow up. <laughs> well, gentlemen, um, I, th- I was thinking that like, uh, oh, hold on a second, okay. <laughs> I, I thought that, um, Dan, your points are taken. This is why women shouldn't be allowed on podcasts. Oh, come on, dude. Come on, come on. No, come on. You've got to let him him say his piece, you know. (laughs) The real oppression is speaking down on my oppression. That is the real oppression. I don't know about that. The real bigotry is bigotry against bigots. But then maybe the real bigotry is bigotry against bigotry against bigots. I've never really thought about it that way. (laughs) (laughs) Hold this cushion. Okay, okay, we're gonna, we're gonna. Oh my God, I need to take the drums away from me. It's all right. How about a How different drum machine? Oh no! <laughs> Wait, I like the sound you get. I mean, it's from good that because oh. she can only do like one that. note on it, which yeah. is very much her theme. Take the bottle away. <laughs> okay, I like that though. That's a new um. That's a new theme that we can use on this uh, on this show. But let's let's get back to the point, which is catching fire. Um, what do we think? How do we think that Katniss uh, has developed as a character since um, Hunger Games? I don't care. <laughs> <laughs> okay, all right. Well, I think she's definitely a lot sulkier. Yeah. Okay. Okay. She doesn't seem to be as uh. Well, she never seemed cheery. She was always miserable. Oh my Everything god! Fuck miserable. you! Oh. Ooh. Whoa! 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 Why don't you agree with that? You just said it wasn't cheery. It wasn't talking, <laughs> talking about you. Talking about you. Talking about Katniss. Talking about the post-apocalyptic <laughs> wasteland and the the, no, the the dregs of society where everyone's forced to Cookie, kill you, each other. Did you did you find yourself identifying with Katniss in this book? I don't know how familiar you are with the whole Hunger Games series, if you're a big fan well, of anything, but like, uh, it seems that you identify very closely with Katniss Everdeen. Well, she was like, people were mean to her, and you guys are really mean to me, you guys. So what you're saying is that we're just like President Snow in the book? Yeah. I don't think we're mean to her. I just think They were trying to kill her. They were trying to kill yeah. her. No, but we're not trying to kill her. No. Well, Speak okay. Yourself, Dan. <laughs> Technically, I did I'm not either. I did, <laughs> I did buy a bunch of poison berries, and I was trying to feed them to um uh, Cookie earlier. But, what? Uh, no, it's just a bit. It was just a joke. It was just a prank. I was just pranking her with some poison berries, like classic prank. You know me and my pranks, Josh. You know me. Oh yes. Well, your your pranks have gotten known, been known to get very out of hand. Oh god, yeah. Claim three lives already with my pranks. <laughs> Uh, what are you like? Actually, I'm a character. I'm a character. Um, uh, nearly claimed a fourth today. Uh, I would have gotten away with it too if I hadn't just admitted it on the podcast. But uh, but no, I, it's just, we just have a laugh, won't we? Just the poison berries. Just like President Snow was having a bit of a laugh when he turns up randomly at Katniss's house with a bunch of poison berries. Does he do that? Yeah, he does that. Yeah. 
Uh, well, you know that one. He always he does it. He, he, it's all he does. <laughs> this, is, this is number one, Jake. This is tra- <laughs> trademark. Trademark. That's me, President. No, I got some berries for you. Oh, those poison berries. Wink, wink. Don't eat them. They'll kill you. <laughs> Bye. I'll see you later. What a prankster. Classic prank revealing the prank in <laughs> his introduction. <laughs> Don't eat them. They're poison. <laughs> yeah, it's not a prank. I mean, I put a whoopee cushion. It's more like a warning. It's more like a jovial warning about the poison that he's brought into your house. Um, yeah, no, I, I think I can... Present size is a very misinterpreted character, misunderstood character, I think. He just uh, wants the best for people. Oh, my guy. It's because you just like him. What? Okay, well, yeah, okay. I haven't done many, myself any favours with the whole buying poison berries, but... How can you even sympathise with him? Okay, I'll give you a few reasons why I think President Snow is a misunderstood character. One... Because he's a dictator like you. No, he's just having a laugh. He's having a laugh. He's just joking around. Is this the first reason? That's the first reason. He's okay. just joking... A- he's just joking around. He's just having a bit of a jape, a bit of a, like, a palling around. Bants. He's just having bants with the, the population. Uh, number two, uh, he's got a great beard. Great beard, like wonderful white beard. Sounds, he, sounds very Corbyn-y so far. So far, yeah, it's exactly. Almost the same as Jeremy, well, Jeremy Corbyn. Well, I'm going to blow your mind. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay. good she just coughed up a hairball. That was a bit weird. Um, very kooky. Yeah, incredibly kooky. Um, Can't but, help it. What's sorry. your favourite? Uh... I'm not done with my list yet. <laughs> yes, he's on number two. On number two. Oh my god, tensions are running so high in here. <laughs> It's probably because I feel very strong about Go on, so number two. Number two, he says, number three has a great beard. Number three, loves flowers. Loves flowers. Oh, well, that's... I'm not done with my list! <laughs> Is I, that I see impression of me? Kooky's on a, on a bit of a delay right now. <laughs> no, I see, I see what's happening here. I see what's happening here. She identifies with Katniss Everdeen, thinks she's a rebel, thinks I'm the President Snow character, and thinks that she can rebel because this is my podcast and I'm in charge of the podcast and this is an anti-authoritarian thing. Well, I'm telling you, I'm not a dictator like President Snow. I like poisoning people, full of jokes, but that's it. That's the similarity ends. This is democracy, guys. I'm not asking you to give me your kids so I can watch them fight for my entertainment. You're not not asking, you're telling. No, I'm not telling either. (laughs) You're just be, suggesting. Yeah, yeah. It's like I'm incepting you. Almost. <laughs> uh, I'm, I'm making you go to sleep and then planting the suggestion in your dreams afterwards. So you think that you came up with that idea on your own. Oh, I had a very weird dream last night. About yeah, yeah. about that. I had a dream uh, that the comedian Alex Farrow was shit talking me. <laughs> so maybe why? It's... Sorry, I've been listening to this podcast for a few months now. Mm. And why do you, Dan, often always kind of talk about these comedians that no one has ever heard of? <laughs> okay, just... It's embarrassing for you. <laughs> okay, he's just a guy. He's just so, There's this guy who was shit-talking yeah. me, so maybe that was related to your inceptioning. Was that Wee Man from oh. Edinburgh? We didn't do a Wee Man update, right? I mean, we've had a lot of Wee Man updates recently. I think it was good that we took a break from the whole Wee yeah, Man update thing. Just like, I... I know Wee Man. What? He's my brother. What? Oh my god. So wait, his name is... But I thought his name is Jason Wee Man Akuna, not Jason Wee Man Yeah, we have different dads. Wait, which Wee Man are we talking about here? Wee Man. Wait, the, which one though? The yeah. one who does the rap battles. The Wee Man? The one and only Wee Man? The rap battles Wee Man or the skateboarding Wee Man? I just said the one and only Wee Man. Okay, this is not getting... We're not know. getting closer to this. We're not getting any closer. It's not helpful. You're not helpful. What, what's he doing at the moment? What, what your, are you doing at the moment? Your brother. What are you doing at the moment? I'm on a podcast. Yeah, but apart from that. Um, that's a difficult question. There you go. <laughs> she got you there, Dan. She did get me there. Okay, you're, maybe if you described him more in detail. You're looking butt hurt. <laughs> I am, my butt does hurt. It's because I fucked you in the ass. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it didn't need to be left on <laughs> Hey, why don't you put out a word for us? Tell them that, you know, we're looking for Yeah, him. we want them on the podcast. JJ. Yeah. AKA Wee Man, if you're listening, get in touch, okay? Do to leave any contact details? <laughs> I don't have a phone. What? Or an address. I, that's... Is he a homeless? No, I just couch surf. 
Ah. Uh, oh, so you're staying with Chin at the moment? Well, I wouldn't say she's she's staying with me. I just woke up and she was there on the couch. <laughs> that's why you try to give her poison berries to get, get rid of her. Well, if you can think of a better way to get rid of an unwanted guest in your house. Oh, in such a comical fashion. As well. <laughs> exactly, <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Oh, you're dead. <laughs> what a good joke. Good. Now I have to dispose of the body. <laughs> if you, you tell the police Bance, then they won't arrest you. <laughs> It's just Bance. It was harmless Bance. Yeah, the judge just goes, uh, hmm, I'm going to allow this, but watch yourself. LOL, Chin. LOL, LOL, Bance. Shall we get back Can to the book? Can we talk about the book? Because you guys are really boring. Okay, yeah, no, no, no. Wait, wait, wait. Let's get back to the book, guys. Let's get back to the book. All right. Josh has got to sleep. <laughs> Josh is having a stroke in the, in the corner over there. But, like, look, let's, let's focus on this, right? Let's focus on this book. I get the feeling that um, we did not enjoy this book as much as the original. Uh, no, I preferred it. Why? Because it's awesome. What, what do you like about this? What is this be- is it better than the previous? Yeah, okay, what I liked about this was the arena was way cooler. And there were, like, more evil things. And I liked that there was the clock, which I thought was really good. And I like Beady, and I like the old Which woman. Beady, Beady, it's the guy. Beady. Oh, he's the guy who's good machines, yeah. He's got yeah. It's like the Donatello of the. Uh... And I like him, and I like the old woman because I thought that was cool. The fit guy. The hot one. Finnick. 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 Finnick the, the fish guy. I liked him. Yeah, yeah. And just that it was better because I know you guys were talking about how it's stupid that they had to go back into the Hunger Games. Yeah. I actually think it's a really good idea. Because I think it kind of shows just how harsh that they are and that they wouldn't even let her, like, even be, like, happy. They were like, no, we got to punish her. Best way to punish her, put her back in the Hunger Games. The plates have made her really disturbed. Yes, yes. Well, no, that's like... Um... So, all these people who are like, Oh, it's just a copy of the Fastback are wrong. Dan. Mm, well, you got told there, Dan. I, I appreciate told. that you're actually engaging with it now. Hmm. Yeah. better than before. <laughs> well, it's because you're all being so mean to me. I wasn't being mean to you. Yes, you were, you bastard. I was encouraging you. They wanted to take you ukulele away. I was happy to jam out. Huh? <laughs> Who's your friend? Who's your Jim friend? Had his weird Who's your friend? Don't, don't do the thing where you weirdly hit on my guests. <laughs> Wait, hold on a second. You've already done it with like a six-year-old boy. I didn't hit on that kid. <laughs> I want to be a father figure to that kid. That's not. That's the opposite Call of hitting daddy. somebody. That's all I'm hearing. They're so innocent. That's so innocent. I, I wanted to be a father figure to that kid. Remember that meme? Which Call me daddy, that meme? From a couple of, <laughs> couple of weeks ago. Oh that? my god, shut up. <laughs> you like the Marcel Proust of all that shit. <laughs> Do you remember... Uh, what's a good name? Do you remember that time when Dan wasn't talking? <laughs> <laughs> That's a good joke. You, you got told. You got told. And um, don't say anything. I, I'm just saying that... Like, look, I, I, I think... I think... It's easy to, for us to gang up on somebody on this podcast. Yes, let's all gang up on Dan. The power dynamics. And, and, and this is another thing. This is the other thing I'm going to talk about that we didn't really mention in the previous Hunger Games. And it's something that's like, so important. You mentioned that the Hunger Games is a lot like school. Yeah. The cliqueiness and everything. I didn't right? mention that. No, that wasn't pointing at you. I was pointing at the picture of Alice <laughs> that I carry on the mantelpiece. <laughs> Of no reason. Totally innocent. Totally innocent. Totally innocent. How do you feel about that, Dan? It's all right. You can do what you want. There you go. There you go. Absolutely fine. Um, <laughs> he's cool with it. Okay. Don't look at me like that. There's nothing funny about it. Okay. I ca- lots of pictures of people on the walls here. Look, there's a picture of Carrie Fisher's there as well. Carrie Fisher's. Carrie Fisher's. Uh, <laughs> Alan got... Rickman's. David Bowie's and Leonard's. Uh, Cohen's. Leonard Skinner's. No. So what were you saying about I was saying school. School. I'm talking about the fact that there's a teen aspect to this book. This is young adult science fiction. And there's a very teenage like uh, mindset. Uh, We can't forget that Katniss Everdeen is a teenager. She is going to be a slave to her uh, hormones and her emotions. And yeah, there's basically a much more hormonal kind of Lord of the Flies thing going on here, right? Uh, And I, I... it's the same thing that's going on in this room today. Like, uh, mm. the power struggles, the dynamics changing, shifting within the room. Um, I, it's easy to make, to demonize me because I'm in charge of the podcast. It's easy to demonize Cookie over there because she plays songs. She's, and she's a free spirit. She's, yeah, she's a free she's spirit. Also very, 
Beautiful. She's a free spirit. Yeah. She's a free spirit. Yeah. A beautiful free spirit. She cannot be tamed. She cannot be tamed. I can't be tamed. Exactly. I can't be tamed. And, and, and Josh is a Jew. Uh, <laughs> So you uh, know, Josh is not engaging. Thank you. I'm, I really, I'm really glad that we brought that out because I was, I was sitting on that for a long time and I just wasn't sure how to. I'm say sorry. It. I'm sorry. I, I didn't mean to out you on the podcast. I mean, the problem is, is I'm, uh, you know, being a Jew is that like you, you, people don't know how oppressed you are because they can just look at you and they think you're a straight white man and you're right. at the top of the pile. But when they find out you're a Jew, it's like, bam! <laughs> Shut the fuck up. Actually, I'm a Jew. And then you can win all the arguments. That's your catchphrase, isn't it? <laughs> Bam, shut, shut the fuck up, actually. I'm a Jew. Yes, you say it even out of context. Bam, shut the fuck up, actually. I'm a Jew. But in all seriousness, I think it's really important that we acknowledge that for proceeding with this uh, podcast because I don't want to lose this. You don't want to lose what? The, the podcast. podcast. Of, course, of course, of course, of course. Sorry. Absolutely. You don't want to lose what? The podcast. As in. Shut the fuck up, actually. I'm a Jew. <laughs> Glad I got that out there. That's good. That's... I really appreciate it. And Chin, of course, is Chinese as well, so he comes second He's place, one of probably. the most Chinese people I know. He is... He... I'm a woman! Is that, and that you're counts Chinese? too. That counts too. I'm the only one of nothing. Well, you're ginger, so... I'm ginger, oh, it's yeah. true, it's true. Wow. This is like a weird <laughs> gathering. <laughs> it's a very weird gathering. It's like a Venice one advert in here. Almost. I think Dan is kind of clutching at straws, though. But then, if I were in a Be- ginger, come on. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's not a real thing, is it? No. If I were in a Benetton, you're the though, yeah, you're the only sort of like minority group that if you get told to do identity comedy, it's some suddenly hack for some reason. But I can tell all the jokes about my. Yeah, it is weird that, but it is also quite hack. My identity is just, I mean, I dye my hair. It's the hackiest thing that you can possibly do. Right, right, right. Um, well, I, I think I think a lot of identity comedy is quite hack. Interesting, um, interesting. But I, I think uh, if you're doing it and you're ginger, it's more obviously hack because it's less of a big part of your life. <laughs> People do comedy about their own lives, and if you're doing it about... Being ginger doesn't affect you that much. Right, right. Unless you're like seven in the playground. Yes, exactly. Yeah, 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 yeah. Then it's a big deal. If you're a seven-year-old child, then being ginger is the equivalent. Oh, this of makes bad. me think of a song. <laughs> Great. Get back in your biscuit tin, ginger, ginger. Get back in your biscuit tin. Oh, you ginger, ginge. That's a good song. It brings back some bad memories. I love the fact that it's like a song. Um, it was originally a southern minstrel song that was uh, could be like done by like a black-faced minstrels, but you've repurposed it to target gingers. <laughs> There's no ginger face. No well, no, because that doesn't work. You have to do your hair. That's not ginger like face. ginger face would not work. Ginger hair. Yeah, that's Can true. Can we color. Well, we have books. We've barely talked about the book. <laughs> we have and I think, I think the main character that really we, we got to see the last of here was was Sinner. Oh, Paul, yeah. Paul Sinner. Paul Carl. Paul Sinner. Yeah. What, what, what were you going to say about The him? fashion design. What were you going to say about him? So I just think it's a real shame about his demise. And, you know, yeah, he does get killed, doesn't he? He gets uh, he gets murdered, and, and and that's really sad because you know he it was his idea really. He, to to make Katniss Everdeen, um, the this this lady figure who could be could sort of penetrate yeah. the the, the Psyche, ranks yeah. un, unexpectedly, being symbol on fire like a flaming woman. Yes, yes, yes. yes and yes. Um, it got him killed in the end. You I know? never quite get him because she loves him, but he's as much working for the regime as. Any of the regime. No, him making well, no, this is an interesting point you're saying because up until this point in the book, we kind of assume that everybody who works for the Hunger Games is a bad person. A bad is. Yeah, yeah, but then we are introduced to uh, what's his name, Plutarch, B guy, Plutarch, Plutarch Heavensby. Ev- that's it, Heavensby. Heavensby. <laughs> um, that's right. Played by Philip Seymour Hoffman in the movie, but he. At first, it comes across as like he's the replacement for for uh, yeah um, the previous guy. And you reckon he might be a baddie? Of course, of course. But he's actually in on the revolution. He he's is. got he's plotting with uh, the mysterious um, uh, outsiders in the resistance movement. It's an inside job. It is a total inside job. Like, but what? Let's explain. I never quite get what his plan is. So I mean, I know I'm kind of 
because it's quite difficult to talk about the whole plot of the three books without revealing the third book. So I've dealt yeah, with the yeah, third book. absolutely. But ultimately, his idea is that he's working for the resistance to try and help their build their thing. But I don't really know what he's doing, mm. helping the. It doesn't make any sense. Why is he helping the government build the Hunger Games? What's his plan there? Why is well, he it's, just? It, it's a bit like the the greatest Star Wars movie, Rogue One, mm. where Hannibal Lecter. Um, builds the Death Star, but instead yeah. of instead of resisting them, knowing that they'd do it anyway, he decides to build flaws into the way that this That's whole true. thing is put together mm-hmm, mm-hmm. to make it possible to be brought down. Because That's true. It's a bit like Oscar right. Schindler when he um he he's still employed a lot oh, of like um, Jewish like workers in his factories manufacturing arms, but he made sure that exactly. some of those arms were faulty. As well as saving loads of lives of Jewish people as well yeah. you know, by putting them on his list. You know. he, made, he made so many lists. Yeah, he, he was a guy that like if he said to you, like, that's it, you just made the list. It's a good thing. He just, he'd send you know, his he'd list. be happy about that, you know. He'd send yeah. his list to the Nazis all day. You won't believe how hardworking these five Jews are. Uh, it's just so many lists. Thanks, Dan. Can we, do you want to carry on down there? <laughs> That route and talk about how hard working the Jews were during yeah. in Nazi Germany. <laughs> I'm trying to make. Or do you a, want to leave it? I don't know. I'm maybe it's up to you. I'm trying way. to make some sort of Buzzfeed. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> it's, quite, it's quite difficult. Well, we were talking about the the resistance movement. Yeah, they're now, pretty. Now this is the first time we've heard about this resistance movement in this world, and obviously it's an it seems obvious like uh, to us all that like there would be a resistance movement, just like Jeremy Corbyn. Is he the resistance movement? Yeah. I mean, he's very much working within the system at the moment. He's yeah. not in, like, some secret But well, that's place. exactly it, though. Is that yeah. Jeremy Corbyn is just, like, Philip Seymour So, the real-world thing would be Love Island, and if Jeremy Corbyn was the director of Love Island... Exactly. But secretly, he was also Philip Seymour leading the Labour Party, and he's also three children stood on each other's shoulders yes. after they smoked lots of cigarettes. Aged, artificially aged. <laughs> like, you know how you, when you, you're a kid and you're in a school project and you were writing, um, like a letter that a merchant might have sent to someone mm-hmm, in, mm-hmm. in the Elizabethan times and you'd put it in coffee. Exactly. To make Just, it look old. That is Jeremy Corbyn. Jeremy Corbyn has three children who have dipped who in coffee. Dipped themselves in coffee, very, dried out, and yeah. smoked cigarettes. Very dangerously close to blackface. But no, it's not blackface, it's. When you dip yourself in coffee. <laughs> If anything, dipping in coffee makes it makes paper more yellow than black. Yeah, so <laughs> very true. Do we have yeah. permission to say that? <laughs> well, can you speak on behalf of? of... <laughs> it's true. It's true. I what he said was factually accurate. I have no problems with what he said right there. Why should I question that? If we want to make any comments about Jews, I'll I'll sign those. Up. <laughs> sign them off. Yeah, chief chief rabbi. Well, well, well Chin's just What's signed. Yeah. Rabbi? I just signed off on that comment that you made uh, there about chief rabbi. Is it chief rabbi? Yeah, that's cool. There isn't like a higher like um like a suit. Like, there's no rabbi? like. There's no. no Jewish pope. No Jewish pope. Joke. No. No joke. <laughs> no joke. No joke. No joke. But okay, so we've we talked about the resistance movement. How do we? We also obviously know like um how it will turn out because we're familiar with all the books. But like mm. at this stage. Did you expect the resistance to be so, like, I guess, ingrained within society? Um, it seemed like so many people were so on board with things like the Hunger Games and the, like the way that society itself seems so stratified and the way it runs. It seemed to me to be similar to 1984 Oceania or Brave mm. New World, where there is no resistance almost because everybody's just kind of like resigned to that's the way the world is. Mope around. Yeah. But I guess the resistance, most people wouldn't know about it. For resistance to work, it very much has to be underground. And that is one no, of the good... No, Sorry, I'm, I just I did just have to go blow my nose. Mm-hmm. But they are told so that there had been... <laughs> I... Good, you got to stop throwing her off her... her... I just powdered the inside of my nose. Wow. It's remarkably calm that somebody's done that. Uh, you don't done... know what kind of powder it was. I, I'm assuming it was... Snorting talc- talcum powder. Very Could dry been. nose. Could have been coffee powder. Fair enough. Anyway. Did you ever snort sherbet as a kid? No. A lot of people didn't. No, because I'm not an idiot like you. <laughs> it's true. That seems like an incredibly Look, stupid thing. so <laughs> you're talking about how they don't know there's a resistance, but they get told there's a resistance. Yes, exactly. I'm, I'm almost to the point where you think like this resistance might be a manufactured idea. 
uh, by the state to think, make people to actually catch people out. Like in yeah, the there is there is an idea of that. The resistance isn't real. Mm, mm. That they're using it to well, the, the, they crack down so much. Like there's people just doing that finger thing, and they're like killing them. The finger thing, which is mad. Yes, when it looks like they they split their thumb in half. Yeah, they hate they that magic trick. That one thumb, and it's just like what? It's like a, oh my god, his fingers come apart. Oh no, it's magically you. And then they do the whistle that. Which is a shit tune. <laughs> would it, I would have, yeah, I think they well, could have been what, what should the tune have been? Uh, Jungle is Massive from. <laughs> how do you how the hell <laughs> you whistle that? <laughs> Jungle is Massive. Well, I don't know why she's whistling. I was for the mocking jays, isn't it? It wouldn't oh, be going. Should... She went, Jungle is Massive! Then all the rock, rocking. <laughs> the mocking jays would have to go, Jungle is Massive! Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Well, they just say it. <laughs> My whistler. They just say, "Jungle is massive, <laughs> wicked, wicked. Jungle is massive." You could definitely get a parrot to do that wicked, wicked thing. Yeah, um, I don't know. Like, it's not. I, I mean, I guess since it's not particularly subtle in the first place, yeah, you might as well go steer into it. Yeah. You might as well say, like, "I'm a resistance member, <laughs> so am I. Yeah. Good, awesome." Yeah, they have all these secret codes, like the whistling and the finger yeah, thing. Yeah, yeah. But they're, everybody they're, knows what it is. is. The, the, the guards know that. <laughs> so just do the hello. <laughs> <laughs> Anybody a resistance member? Me, me too. <laughs> all right. I'm going kill us. Meet you at the secret meeting place at eight. But yeah, I agree. It was like the least secret resistance ever. Um. I like um I I think um that I didn't expect it to be as successful as it was like, mm. when you when you reached that point in the book where it seems everybody was in on this secret plan to bust them out of the Hunger Games destroy the arena yeah and everybody was in there except for Katniss for some reason well yeah why don't they just tell her well that's narrative convenience because if she was told then there wouldn't be a surprise for the reader because we're basically yeah, because true. of the whole pit point this is the problem this is the problem with the book that I have is the fact that like. The book relies on a limited perspective to make sure that we're surprised by certain developments in the plot. But it does mean that certain aspects are just completely unrealistic. Why would you keep the figurehead of the revolution completely in the dark of the secret plan to begin the revolution? It's nonsense. It's absolutely, absolutely. Maybe they thought she was a bit too much of a coward and she'd like shy away from it. I think she's a bit yeah. of a scaredy cat. A scaredy catness. Scaredy catness. Ah, ah. Do you disagree? Uh, sorry, I'm just like not here right now. <laughs> I've noticed. Powdering your nose. Trying to bring you back in. I just got something in my tooth. Normally when people take cocaine, they speak more. Not significantly. I'm not saying I took cocaine. It was cannabis powder. <laughs> Is that a thing that exists? Yeah, come to Boulder. I'll tell you all about it. One of the wee capitals of the world. Why right do now. we have to come to, to your town? Because it's town legal now. When you're sat right in opposite us, you could just tell us about it right now. <laughs> it's irrelevant, Josh. It's not irrelevant. We're sat right in front of you. Fuck Can you, you please do it? No. It's so unreasonable. No. <laughs> I don't want to go. Oh, guys, guys, guys. What are you? Are you, like, are you? Are you like a four-year-old crossed with a 33-year-old? Have you? I, I just figured out. Cookie's part of a Freaky Friday experiment. What? What, you think she swapped bodies with some other, like, old, young person? There's an incredibly intelligent four-year-old running around somewhere. Wow, you're saying... Out there. They say they they were both peeing in a fountain at the same time, and the fountain got struck by lightning, and they jumped into each other's bodies. Is that what you're saying? That is exactly what I'm saying. Why were you peeing in a fountain? Yeah, why were you doing peeing in a fountain? In which fountain? I'm just asking out of interest. Because you drink... That's why you drink... What? No! (laughs) Sorry to disappoint you, but I have lived my whole life inside this body. This cage. I don't believe you. I think it's a ruse. She's getting very dark all of a sudden. Sometimes you just have to pretend to be a four-year-old just to get through it all. What? Do you identify as a four-year-old? I do. Gosh, I okay. like it when my Trent, roommate was, uh, watches me bathe. <laughs> I was also I wasn't going to draw attention to that. And then I are. I suck on my thumb and she gets a sponge and she just washes me like I'm a baby. Yeah, I wasn't gonna I wasn't gonna talk Straight about up. the fact that you made me uh, 
You did make me change your nappy this morning, which wasn't great. She uh, <laughs> didn't make you. I thought it was great. Okay, she didn't have to make me that do it. I mean, four-year-olds don't wear nappies <laughs> or diapers, as we call them in the U.S. Yes, that's right. That's right. Um, but like, it just. Leave me alone. You're all horrible. Oh, no. We're, we're being nice to you. We're being very pleasant. We want to get to know you. We want to talk books with you. I just uh, want to go home. Books are the great unifier, I, I always feel. I always feel. Hey, hey, here's a here's a fun question for you, then. I, uh, I'm asking everybody who's on Is this uh, the notes section? It's not the notes section yet. It's about how would you have won the Hunger Games? Um, I would have... I would have killed them all. With my rifle, because I am actually a very skilled marksman. Do they get rifles? Yeah, they can choose whatever weapon they want. I, I thought. Just, guns there, yeah. I will have a nuclear missile. <laughs> no, they don't choose, but there's like loads of stuff there, and I would have had a rifle, um, Tank, a sniper, please. a sniper rifle, and I would have climbed a tree like I do at home, and I would have shot them down dead. Oh, okay. Jesus. I would have. Uh, I, I like the nuclear weapon idea as well. One by one. I would take a mecha, like mecha like in this, yeah, like yeah. this uh, TV. Remember the film? Uh, what was it? Like Del Toro. Oh, uh, Pacific Rainbow. Rim. <laughs> Gravity's <laughs> Rainbow. No, Pacific Rim. Pacific Rim. Pacific Rim. You wanted a uh, 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 what is it? The, a Jaeger. A Jaeger. Yeah. Well, yeah. You need a friend that you can get one of the other. Yeah. Well, yeah. No. Like, it's yeah. probably the Jaegers. Is they need quite two people to control. Yes. Yeah, what's, what's the deal with that? It's pointless. Pointless. Waste of time. Yeah. I um. I would have used uh, a harem of angry baboons. Is that the collective noun? The harem, harem. yes. <laughs> yes. How, was, well, how do you know these baboons? <laughs> and why are they hanging out with you? That's yeah. why they're so angry, because they're in this harem. <laughs> well, I mean, well, I, well, I think that's the only option you can really, really use. Because if you, you want them to be like unstable, you know? If, if they're stable, then what are they, what's the point? So you use a yeah, your harem of baboons, and the females are stronger than the males. Oh, so like you're using both male and female the female baboons in the harem. Stronger than male baboons? Yes, I don't know about that. Hundred percent stronger. They're like mantises, I think. Baboons love banging. They do not as much as bonobos. And but, yeah. see, that's part of the danger. You see, so you might have your nuclear missile, but I'll just set some baboons on you. Probably my nuclear missile. I'll just bang you into oblivion. <laughs> That would be horrible. Raped to death by baboons. Okay, you just took it a step too far. I mean, I just said what everyone was thinking. No, Josh said funny thing, which was bang, <laughs> banged into oblivion. That was funny. We could have left it there. Uh, what was I going to? The problem with my nuclear missile idea is that that would very much kill me. Yeah. So I'd need a nuclear fallout shelter. Yep. 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 Just, just hide in the cornucopia. Yeah. I, also, you'd have to find out who were the resistance members on your side. Yeah, okay. So you'd have to give the secret signal of like, are you a resistance <laughs> member? And if they said, yeah, I'm over here. Okay, I won't blow you up then. <laughs> um, but yeah, okay. Um, right, guys, um, we get to the part of the book where um, loads of people die. There's still people who are apparently not in on the resistance and yeah. they're actually playing for realsies. Like, for realsies. Absolutely. I mean, like... Let's talk about the different districts and why some of them are just like rich people who don't want to get on board the revolution. Like some of them are just they exist purely to create people who just are really good at killing. What's well, like people. Uncle Tom's, isn't it? That that phrase. Um, it's kind of the in any um, Marxism dictates it's a Gramscian idea mm-hmm. that in any um, Marxist capitalist system, there's always going to be people who are disadvantaged by the current status, but yeah. have been conditioned into believing it. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. Which is very much myself in uh, my current situation. So you'd say you you describe yourself as a capitalist Uncle Tom? Yes, I'm very much. Okay, am. okay. I love I love it. I love capitalism. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's very bad for me. Isn't mm-hmm. Uncle Tom mm-hmm. an inherently racist term? Is it a racist, racist term? term? I don't know. I said it, and then I was like, is that racist? I'm going to keep saying it. <laughs> I'm asking. I don't know. No, I, think I don't think it's racist. Uncle, the, the term Uncle Tom has become a catch-all to describe anybody who is kind of like... It obviously refers to Harriet Beecher Stowe's novel, Uncle Tom's Cabin, but... Obviously. Obviously. I knew that too. But it is basically about... It was used in conjunction to a character who basically uh, bore the oppression of the, the master of the house without fighting back. And the idea that, that sort of passive, like, he was meant to be held as a noble character because he bore it like Jesus turning the other cheek. 
where most people say, like, oh, you're an Uncle Tom because you just basically take the punishment. You should be fighting back. Yeah. And, that, and I think now it's become like a catch-all to refer to other people. It doesn't necessarily have to be in this race. Obviously, that has a, that connotation. And Uncle Tom is somebody who's basically not willing to fight back, I think. Yes, exactly. Which is a lot of people within the... Well, a lot of people seem to actively support the existing system in the Hungry, hungry James. Yeah, they, prop, yeah the, 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 they, they, <laughs> they, they, they prop it up. Definitely. They definitely prop up that... Yeah. System because it's hungry James. The hungry James, yeah, the hungry James. No, they definitely prop it up because they, they benefit from it, don't they? They benefit. Sequel from to it. the very hungry caterpillar. <laughs> the very hungry James. Um, yeah, they prop it up. They benefit from it, and also there's some who kind of seem to live entirely within the capitals. So they've been embedded while they come from the, those particular districts. Right, right, they right. now actually live within the capital. Ah, uh, so yes. Reaping all the benefits. Yes, now. yes, yes, yes. Whatever yes. those benefits are to reap, it just seems to be constant parties. Mm. Uh, having to wear really ridiculous, uncomfortable fashion outfits. I, I mean, by by the end of this book, I don't think that like um, that there's any way for these people to be uh, cast as anything else other than terrorists. Really, uh, the resistance would be considered mm. terrorists. How do you? How would they? Is there any other way to get the people in those rich districts on board with your revolution? Then, without? because Jeremy Corbyn, they got they they Corbyn them. They could get, get, get some kids. Right. Dip them in coffee. Tie them together. Tie them together. Put them in a waistcoat. <laughs> Just a waistcoat. A waistcoat, that's not good. <laughs> one giant waistcoat <laughs> uh, covers up these three kids. Trench coat is what you're looking for. Trench coat. No, I like the waistcoat. Let's stick with the waistcoat. <laughs> waistcoat under a trench coat. Okay, anyway, put the trench coat on, then put the waistcoat on top of the <laughs> on trench On top coat. of the trench coat. Yeah. And what, then... a corset or something? Really, like, keep them tied. Okay, we could have a corset underneath the trench coat, I suppose. No, well, let's, have, let's have some dungarees. <laughs> like a really big pair of dungarees. And the top kid will be holding it up to his shoulders and keeping it up with braces, right? Uh, and maybe a big straw hat. I think this is going to work. Um, we it's... should tell Jeremy Corbyn about it. <laughs> it's a good... It's a bold look. It's a bold look. Um, look, uh, we are coming to the end of our conversation here. I guess uh, the only thing I'd, I'd, I'd have to say that why do you think that all the citizens of Parnham are required to watch the Hunger Games? What effect do you think it has upon them as a society? I mean, it seems such a boring show. It's probably very bored. It's mandatory. And there's nothing worse than knowing that you have to watch a TV program. Yeah, exactly. Like, when I my parents used to make me watch uh, Poldark um, all the time. All the time? <laughs> I hated it. That's what your up. parents forced you to watch yeah, it. Yeah, they loved it. They loved Poldark. They, they, but they forced you to watch it. Forced me to watch Poldark. How did they force you to watch Poldark? Uh, they just put it on. Um, in my, my house is, instead of wallpaper, we've got televisions. Right. On all the walls. They just put it on. Uh, they tie Poldark. you down and put you in that machine from the Clockwork Orange. Your no, I, no they just, well, I've got to admire at some point. <laughs> They'd be like, come on, Dan. It's time to watch your Poldark. <laughs> Before you go to bed. Is that his parents are northern? Daniel's, yeah, my northern parents. Daniel's northern parents. And then he'd be oh, like, Mom, your dad is northern. My dad is northern. And that's your dad. I'm saying that's your dad. <laughs> and then, and then, like your mum will be like, Oh, Daniel, you what all is it in you? My mum is extremely posh, so the average between my two parents yeah. is relative. That reminds me. That sounds more like Miss Piggy if Miss Piggy was English. That that um that reminds me, Dan. We should have your parents down as guests on the podcast. Yes, yes, yes. My yes. parents listen to this podcast. I'm sure they'd make excellent, and then they know how, what this podcast is like. Then it's uh, me, Master Nothing. <laughs> oh, I forgot what that was like. He's Scottish now. He's shifted. <laughs> yeah, but he, he's like that, isn't he? Because his both his parents are from Newcastle, yeah. Liverpool, and Scotland. Simultaneously, all of his parents, three of his parents. Yeah, yeah, no, because his dad's half Scottish, half Newcastle-ish. <laughs> and his dad's mum is is Liverpoolish. Liverpoolish, just Liverpoolish. Yeah. Well, this has been a useful conversation, guys. <laughs> I'm um, a Jew. <laughs> right, so let's um, yeah, let, let's get some thoughts about like um, how we felt about this book. Josh, you start us off. Like, what do you feel about this book? I loved it. You know, it really made me think of just like now Jeremy Corbyn and all of the Jeremy Corbyn that Jeremy Corbyn's Jeremy Corbyn. <laughs> and I think that now that Jeremy Corbyn is back in the game, mm-hmm. Jeremy Corbyn, Jeremy Corbyn, the great leader, the Jeremy Corbyn, 
uh, Jeremy Corbyn, The Resistance, On Fire, Katniss Everdeen, Sad Face, Lenny Kravitz isn't in there anymore. No. That would have been great if Lenny Kravitz's dick had popped out of his trousers in the movie as well. <laughs> that like, I watched that. I watched that gift so it's, many times. If you haven't watched it, everybody in the podcast, have you seen it? if you haven't watched oh the video of Lenny Kravitz's penis popping out of his trousers like the alien out of John Hurt's chest. It's amazing. It's amazing. penis? It's a hefty penis, yeah. Um, as I was saying, um, uh, that's one of um, Lenny Kravitz's finest moments. I think it would have been great if there'd just been a scene where he just got up to like Katniss like, because I believe in you, because you're the girl on fire. Rip! <laughs> just pop! No, you don't even need to show it. Chewy! You can just have like, <laughs> that in the background. <laughs> and then and she then... makes like a face like in a lower low or something. <laughs> or... Uh... <laughs> Um, and then you hear this <laughs> like 10 minutes after the <laughs> rolling out like flip, 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 just in case. Yeah. Because <laughs> you never know it's just going to pop out. And just, yeah, exactly. Like... It'd be required. <laughs> it would have been great as well. There'd been a little like handle like the, the side of the trousers and you wind up. It's like yeah, a jack in the box. Just wind up and just pops out again. <laughs> oh. Anyway, that's um, that's how I feel about uh, Catching Fire. <laughs> um, um, right, so, yeah. did everybody... That was how I felt about Catching Fire. <laughs> Don't steal my feelings. <laughs> Don't steal... Yeah, okay. Uh, oh my God, he's catching... Feelings. <laughs> that doesn't make so any poor. sense. <laughs> You're uh, poor. Oh, yeah, class war happening right now You're in the, the studio. Uh, Camp surfs. Did you um, did you like the book, Dan? Did I you? thought it was alright. Again, I just thought it was more of the same. And I, I find it very ham fisted. And I cannot be doing it with a ham fist. Uh, I just I found it just deadeningly simple. And I just was like, yeah, I get the point totalitarianism is bad and making kids kill each other is bad I was like oh, I just can't be bored of this anymore oh, I read it once before I don't need once is enough fair enough so mm, it's a thumbs I can't figure out thumbs, it's a down. thumbs down thumbs down you started off saying it was alright and then you it's just right. gradually hated it more and more the more you talked about it it's fine 6 out of 10 6 out of 4 10 4 out of 10 ok 4 out of 10 alright and Cookie, I think that seems like a glowing review. Um, but as we all know, most books, as good as they are, they're not perfect. They can always be improved. And this is where I ask you for, an, for notes. And Cookie, would you do us the honour of singing the notes theme? Notes, notes, notes. No, 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 notes, 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 notes. notes. Come on, everybody! No, 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 Okay, notes, everybody. That was lovely, by the way, everyone. It's going around clockwise. Josh, how would you have improved Catching Fire? Well, I feel like the book should have been on fire itself. If the book, if they could have found a way to get that same effect of the dress onto the book. So that you didn't need a light to breathe it in the dark mm-hmm. to fire already. Right, 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 right. That would have made it really good. Wouldn't that hurt you though, as you're trying to read it in the dark? No, because it's special kind of fire, isn't it? Like, like the fire in the like dress. Like the fire on yeah. the dress, exactly. You see, so. I don't think that exists yet, though. That's a future thing. Right? Well, I'm telling you how they can make it better. <laughs> okay, no, it's true. I, I, that's I didn't true, know. Yeah. If, do, you, do you want me to be within the realms of 21st century technology at the current day? Yeah. I didn't say that. You're right. That's how you would make it better. Because I also would have put Wi-Fi in the book as well. Okay. The, book, the book should have been Wi-Fi compatible. Okay. And it annoyed me that it wasn't. Well, you want because... a Amazon Fire Kindle thing? No, I just wanted to be able to like update new spellings if new spellings change. So <laughs> Does that happen a lot? When's the last time a spelling changed? <laughs> oh, these things happen. 1600s? You know? <laughs> no, no, you know. You know, spellings don't always stay the same. You know, I used to spell words differently when I was younger. Yeah, yeah. that doesn't mean that you were just wrong. No, I'm not sure. Jeremy Corbyn. <laughs> so that's your improvement. Fire, Wi-Fi. 
Fire, Wi-Fi, Jeremy Corbyn. Excellent. Okay, Dan, how would you have improved this book? I think I would have made it have a different plot. I would have changed everything about it. Oh, I think rather than going back into the Hunger Games, I think she should have gone off into the wilderness and used the skills she brought in the Hunger Games to make her own team of wilderness people. She could oh. have started a YouTube channel. She could have started a YouTube channel called Catching Deer. I would have called it Hunger Games Catching Deer. That sounds pretty good, actually. I'd watch that channel. Uh... And then every time she caught a deer, she could have said, oh, it's a little deer this month. Just said it every time. And it would have been like a Stuart Lee routine. It just would have got funnier as it went on. Yeah, 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 yeah. You'd have to space it, though. Like, um, uh... No, it happens once a page. <laughs> okay, okay, all right. And Fair it's enough. 700 pages. <laughs> Sounds pretty good. Um, Cookie, how would you have improved this book? I think I would have preferred if there had been some more Hunger Games for more of the pages... Is this a song? <laughs> I can't make her out. It sounds like she's about to get going, yeah. I like the Hunger Games. You like the Hunger Games. Let's write. Let's write more Hunger Games. Make the whole book the Hunger Games. Don't have the beginning bit and don't have the end. I like the bit where the kids kill each other. Yay, yay, killing kids. I like killing kids. Read the song and I write. Come on, everybody, let's sing the chorus. More Hunger Games, more Hunger Games. Kill all the kids. Come on, everybody. <laughs> so, you, uh, more kill. Thank you. Thank you very much. That's more kid killing from you. More kid killing. You yeah. Think? Okay, all right. I'm definitely on board with that. Yeah. <laughs> definitely on board with that. Um, so, what we've got books should be on fire, Wi Fi, uh, YouTube channel where he, she kills a deer on every page. Um, and uh, all the kids should be killed. More Hunger Games, more kid killing. I like that. Um, I, I, I don't really have anything to add to that except for, well, more Lenny Kravitz's penis, I say. Well, that, that's good. I uh, just like, I think, uh, add, add to oh, the yeah, joke. that as well. Add to the joke that, like, as you turn each page, uh, it's just a picture pop, of his, pop. No, no, not a picture. It's like his dick, a picture of his dick running across the bottom of each page <laughs> until uh, you reach the end, and then you get the the bell end at the very end. What's a bell end? Oh, oh, cookie. <laughs> oh, well, it's the end of a penis. Simple answer. Yeah. Oh, we don't have those in America. Yeah, you do. Everybody's circumcised yeah, in America. If you're circumcised, yeah, good, good. you still have a bell end. <laughs> in fact, more of a bell end, more so. Yeah. I don't care. We don't have them. <laughs> Guys, because you all are balanced. <laughs> Whoa! You know what? We haven't it's had a, we haven't had a, 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 we haven't had a edition of Apology Corner in a very long time. I think somebody needs to apologize to somebody else right now. We got it. So apologize to me. <laughs> Song four. I'm sorry, Dan. <laughs> all right, all right, guys. Thank you very much for coming down. Um, I've actually just had um realized that we have actually got a Wee Man update. Oh really? This week, yes, indeed. Um, we have a Wee, a wee Man update from our man in the field. It's uh everybody's favorite guy, Donny Bagels. Hold on a second. Let me see if I can catch him on the phone right now. Oh. Goodness gracious me, where is it? Bear with me. Okay. Da da da. Speaker. Hello. 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 Is Donny there? Danny. Daniel. Donny. Donny? Mate, he's my dad. I'm his son. Who is this? Sorry. Wrong number. Wrong number. Whose phone number is that? I've got the exact wrong number. You should get Donny Bagel's number if you're trying to. Yeah, absolutely. Can we try that again? Who did you call? I have no idea. (laughs) Hello? You there? Yeah. Donny! How's it going, man? Pretty good. Wow, I'm getting mad echo here. It almost sounds like you're in the room. Oh, that's strange. That's odd. 
Oh, I'm on the ground. How's it going, Donny? It's gone good, man. I'm underground. Oh, you actually went underground to find yeah, the wee man. Yeah, yeah. We got uh, trying to trying to get that little guy. He's, he's hiding from me. How is the search going? Huh? How is the search going? Oh, the search is going great, man. I found uh, some droppings. I found uh, some bagel rinds. I found some. I found a knife and fork. I got a Fred Manger gift card. Are you, are you just rooting through rubbish? No, I'm underground, man. I heard because someone wrote in and they said there there was Wee Man underground. So I thought, I wonder if that's the same Wee Man that's ever done uh, Edinburgh rap battles. <laughs> and then uh, I'm underground. Well, that's good, but it doesn't sound like you've made any headway because you've just found poo and rubbish. <laughs> You gotta read between the lines, don't you? You gotta, you know, it's the first thing that you, you gotta check. Are they small poos? They're they're tiny. These these poops are like are like raisins on the top of a cinnamon raisin. You know what I'm saying? It's a rabbit. I think it's a rabbit you've tracked, mate. Oh shit! <laughs> I saw that thing several times. You saw a rabbit. Oh, uh, false alarm then. Okay. Oh, I just gotta get back to the surface. Oh my god! Oh, look, there's a ladder. Oh, Donny, stay safe, mate. Stay safe. We all, we all, I very found fond the of ladder. you. I'm gonna use a harness and uh, keep myself energized with some rye bagels. Okay. Peace out. Stay safe, Donny. Stay safe. Peace out. Peace out. Okay. Bye, bye, Donny. Oh, it's so frustrating. Every time somebody goes out in the field to look for Wee Man, they don't seem to get very far. He's, he's, a, diff, he's a wily character. I don't know if he is, though. He's a bendy man. The more the more I kind of look at him at the Jackass movies, he can only get so far on a skateboard, I think. Yeah. I think that's the problem. We're looking for Wee Man tracks, yeah. like poo and bagels, when really we should be looking for a set of skateboard tracks, really. It's true. Maybe we should have that's passed that on to Donny. Maybe we should have, actually. Oh, well. Well, God, he's gone now. He's gone now. I wonder who that guy we rung before was. I have no idea. Is Donny there, Danny? Is Donny there? Yeah, no. I what wonder if I'm going to keep that in the Did you Donny bagels into your phone? I did. I did. I did. But unfortunately, like that number came up. I had no idea who that person was. I don't know why their number is on my phone. <laughs> Guys, that was not, that whole... Uh, phone call from Donny. I wish it yielded more results and answers uh, on the search for Wee Man, but unfortunately it didn't, and there's nothing we can do about it. Uh, but regardless, thanks for coming down today and discussing the, uh, Catching Fire. Obviously, this is only the second book in the series, and we will be doing um, the third book and final book, uh, Mockingjay, to finish up the trilogy, and then we will never speak about it ever again. Yeah, uh, yeah, I know, right? Um, catch us. Well, I'll I'll be doing like some recordings up at the Edinburgh Festival and having some fun, hopefully. Uh, but uh, until then, um, Cookie, why don't you why don't we play us out? Yeah, I got yeah. a song. Right, everybody. Bye everybody. Bye. bye. See you bye. next week. Bye 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 b